Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Too Busy to Podcast. On the show today, we have someone who I've had on the books for about two to three months, and I cannot wait to introduce her to you. Her name is Christina Lenkowski. Christina is a forward-thinking podcast publicist and educator for entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors looking to expand their credibility and go from best-kept secret to go-to expert in their industries through being a guest on other people's podcasts. In 2019, after 13 years working in the PR realm, Christina discovered what being a guest on podcasts did for her online-based business. And ever since then, she's dedicated her work to helping other business owners, particularly women, see the same kind of results. Christina, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, Rosemary. I am so good. I'm excited to be talking to your audience and hopefully getting them pumped up about getting visible in 2023 and what that can mean in their business. Yes, I am so excited that you are here. This has been a long time coming. And obviously, you and your team reached out to me. And, you know, it's very rare that I accept (laughs) that I accept (laughs) podcast pitches only because, and we'll get into this. That's why you're here. You're the expert, but only because a lot of them aren't that great. And so when your team reached out and I thought, ooh, there might be something here. And I believe. And you, you know, your thing is podcast guesting. My thing is podcasting, having your own podcast. But I do believe that either or or both together are very, very powerful ways of becoming an expert, being seen as an expert Absolutely. and just blowing up your visibility. So we're going to dig into that a little bit more in a moment. But I was absolutely amazed to learn that you have been on over 40 podcasts yourself. And there's some big names in there, like her Empire Builder, the Heather Heather Sager Show. But then you also help your private clients get booked on top-rated aligned shows. And that's something I hope we can Mm -hmm. talk about, that keyword Mm -hmm. aligned. And so I know that we are in the best company to give all the gems on this particular topic. But before we delve in, I would love it if you could tell us a little bit more about how this all started way back when in 2019. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, basically, I like you mentioned, I've been kind of in the PR world for a really long time. I've done PR and marketing for big companies like Cirque du Soleil, Dark Horse Comics. Um, you know, I live in the US, so like state tourism boards, stuff like that, all the way down to small mom and pop shops. And after I had my daughter in 2014, I was like, all right, being a senior account executive agency like isn't going to work for me. Um, I can't be doing this full time. You know, I have a child now, stuff like that. So I went off on my own and I started my own online based business. And I bet a lot of people that are listening can kind of relate to this. And when I did that, I 
was like, uh, you know, a couple of years in, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a course, like, this is it, I'm doing it, like, it's happening. And I was listening to different kind of course gurus, you might call mm-hmm. them at that point. And they have their specific set of ways that they said to sell your course, right? And so I was like, I did I did my course all around um, publicity for tourism entities, because that was like my uh, my expertise that I had. And so I was like, okay, perfect. Like, obviously, I'm going to do it the way that the exact way that they're telling me to do it. I'm going to sell a ton. Like, it would just is a no brainer, right? Like, it's it's obviously happening for me. And so I love that you're laughing, because like, I that's like people that get it, get it. Like, you're like, mm-hmm, yes. Yeah. And uh, the people yeah. that have been there as well. Get it and yes. been there can wear the t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people nodding their heads right now. Like, mm-hmm, yes. And so I was like, all right, this person says to do it this way. And this was someone that I particularly followed and respected. And I was like, so I'm going to do it exactly the way that they are saying to do it. And I did. And it did not go well. <laughs> um, and I was like, wow. I remember my husband just being like, what just happened? <laughs> like I spent like all this money on ads, all this time, all this stress, et cetera. And it just was a complete failure. And I want to be clear that even though my course was on publicity, I did no publicity because I was like, this is not how the experts say to do it. Like I, I just, I'm not going to do it. And I like think back now and I'm like, wow, wow. Um, so the next time I went to launch my course or the next time I was thinking about launching, I was like, okay, I'm not spending, I'm not, I'm basically not doing any of the things that I've been taught and I'm going to start getting publicity and see what happens there. And one of kind of the, the easiest ways to get publicity was to become a guest on podcasts. And this was in 2019. So podcasts were still, they were becoming a thing, but they certainly weren't like as mainstream as they are now. And so I was like, okay, well, let me just pitch to some podcasts that would make sense, right? Like people that it would make sense for me to get in front of. And so I did. And I probably found myself on around 10 shows. Like, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guest on these shows and obviously talk about what I do, et cetera. And the difference that I saw in my business after doing that was huge. Like I had people reaching out to me about consulting. I had people just buying my course right off the bat without me having to have them go through some big email funnel sequence, you know, or anything like that. They were just like, yeah, I like what you have to say. I just want to buy it. And uh, these things started happening that I was like, okay, this is all because of that publicity work, right? People are hearing me. They're seeing that I know what the heck I'm talking about. They like me. They like my personality and they're just ready to buy they're ready to work with me. They're ready to do these things. They don't need to, they're not cold, right? When they come to me, they're, they're very warm. They're ready to, to purchase, to work with me, something like that. So I was like, I was doing that and I was kind of getting the inkling of like, maybe this is something you should be teaching other entrepreneurs to do because not, no one else is really teaching them this, right? Like we're only talking about the ads to webinars, to emails, to obviously a ton of sales um, thing, you know, and we're not really talking about other ways of marketing. So I kind of had this inkling, but things in my, my other business were going well, you know, it was growing stuff like that. And then COVID hit. 
So mm-hmm. when COVID hit in early 2020, I saw the writing on the wall very quickly for tourism because tourism, at least in the U.S., how they make all their money is from hotel room tax. So if people aren't staying in hotels, then there's no money coming into tourism. And so even when the, and this was before we, obviously way before we knew it was going to be years before mm-hmm. we were kind of getting back into the swing of things. This was like when I was even like, oh, we're a couple months in. And I was like, this is not going to be good. Like these tourism entities are not going to have money. They're going to have to be cutting people, laying people off, et cetera. There's no way that they're going to be paying for like a publicity course, right? And so that kind of was like a moment that like just forced me into being like, okay, this is what you're going to do. You've been thinking about this for a while. The decision has basically been made, right? Like this is the time when you're going to now start teaching people how to do this work. And so I did. I started to offer up like monthly masterclasses, um, that type of stuff to help other entrepreneurs. Um, And eventually after doing that for many months, I just had so many people that were like, yes, yes, this is great, but could you just do it? Mm. (laughs) And so, you know, at first I was very hesitant because I wasn't that interested in getting back into like the agency lifestyle um, because I'd been working in agencies for so long. So at first I just started out as, you know, like a solo, like I was just doing all the work and the demand was growing still. And so I brought on someone else and Eventually, I was like, okay, you have an agency now. You know, I had a couple of publicists under me and I just decided, okay, you do have an agency, but you're like, I have certain parameters that were very different from how traditional agencies work. So I was like, okay, you can do this, but you got to do it your way. And so that was really kind of how we got started. I know that was a long answer, but I think that a lot of people can relate to that things pivoting that you weren't necessarily seeing, but then it turning into the right thing for you. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think I've definitely been on that journey myself. And what I love about your story, because it aligns very much with something I believe to be true on this show. And I say it quite often, you have to, all the guru advice, expert advice, just take what works for you. And I talk a lot about, Mm -hmm. this is my opinion, (laughs) but you know, take what you want from it. I absolutely do not Mm -hmm. expect people to listen. Well, I've got some obviously educational episodes, but if it doesn't align with you, if I talk about, you know, you can do a giveaway, but that's not really your thing. Don't do a giveaway because you're right. We kind of follow people. We look up to these people and they will give us the tools and then we think, okay, so it worked for them. So it must work for us. And then we are Mm -hmm. utterly disappointed when it doesn't right. necessarily do that. So I'm glad that you shared that because that's something that I really try and get across to to our lovely listeners as well. So thank you so much for sharing your story. So you've got quite a bit of more personal experience. And so for the last four or five years, I've lost count of years at this point, but about four yeah. or five years, you have fully immersed yourself and now you you offer one-to-one service where you help your clients get booked on yeah for the most part yes top rated aligned mm-hmm. shows yes correct like i think you mentioned rachel rogers show there's quite some mm-hmm. big names that yeah. you you pitch to on behalf of your clients and so a really important word because i guested on a few podcasts last year 
this year I'm making more of a concerted effort. They came Good. to me, whereas this year I want to pinch. Well, they probably weren't as aligned, which is why I want you to define that word yes, aligned. Absolutely. Because it's important for me and 100% important for our listeners as well. When we are thinking about pitching ourselves to a podcast, what are a few things that we should look for to make sure that it's in alignment? Yeah, I mean, I, I love that you're bringing this up because it is so important. I will have people um, sometimes say to me like, well, I I was on a podcast and it didn't do anything for me, right? Like it didn't move the needle in my business. And there's a couple questions I ask in response to that. One is, so you were just on one podcast and you were, you were thinking it was going to really shift the needle in your business? Because I think that's really important to understand is this work has to be consistent. So for our clients, we are getting them on two shows a month on average. And that to me is like, pretty much the standard um, of shows that you should be on. And a lot of people are will say to me, oh, that doesn't actually seem like very much. Well, over the course of a year, that's 24 shows. And your business will look different at the end of being on 24 shows than it did at the beginning of being on 24 shows. And so I think that that's really important for people to remember is this work needs to be consistent. But the other thing is that you need to be getting on shows in front of your ideal customer. So a lot of times people, again, when they, when they say something like that to me, I'm like, oh, well, that show you were on, like, what was like, oh, well, it was my friend's show. And we talked about XYZ or someone just invited me to be on it and da, 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 da. And then I'll ask them, well, was that there? Was that your ideal audience? And they're like, oh, no, you know, but da, da, da. Well, then you can't expect it to do anything for you. That's not saying you can't go and do it because you enjoy doing it. Or if it's one of your buddies and you guys want to have a conversation, by all means, go for it. But understand that it is not going to move the needle in your business. Don't expect it to. And so I think that that alignment is what you're really looking at. You have to be strategic in the shows that you are getting on. You need to be getting in front of your ideal customer, working with hosts that could potentially be really great partners for you. Um, There's things that go into it that you just need to be thinking about. So when we say aligned, what we mean is, for that customer, who is that person that they're trying to get in front of? And that's who we're looking to get them in front of. We don't focus on the size of the show um, because A, we don't have that information. That's not something that's mm-hmm. public knowledge. But B, truthfully, if you can get in front of a 100 of your ideal customers, that is a way, way better opportunity for you than getting in front of 10,000 people that don't care about what you have to say. Um, and so I think that it is super, super important to, to remember just who you're getting in front of and take those opportunities. Yeah. Thank you for that. I feel a bit more confident. I wasn't totally off. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point that you made. Do you find that people just do drips and drabs? Like how, how, what is the sort of, this probably can't be nailed down, but if you are consistent, what sort of, um, return on investment, I guess, (laughs) How long do you think that process normally takes? Or does it really depend on lots of different factors? Look, there are a lot of different factors. and That's not me trying to get out of out of answering it. It's just the way that it is. But consistency wise, when our clients work with us for a year, that is when we definitely see the most momentum. So the first six months or so of you pitching and starting to guest on shows and stuff like that you're not going to see a whole lot of movement in your business. Like that's just kind of the fact of the matter. 
it has more of a snowball effect where like you're going to be getting in front of all these places, getting on these shows. They're all going to start landing. You're going to be reusing that content. All these things are going to happen to where at the end of kind of a year or so, you will be seeing different opportunities pop up, movement in your business, X, Y, Z. But this isn't something that's, um, and I always like to temper that with people like, this isn't like what a podcast comes out and all of a sudden you have a thousand new followers and you're making Mm. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like that's not what this, this looks like. Podcasting is uh, definitely a marketing for the long game. So it's something that people trust a lot. People trust hearing from an actual business owner way more than they trust like an ad, literally to the tune of 70% more than they trust Mm. an ad or they trust other things because they're like, okay, this is that person actually talking, telling their story, et cetera. So yeah, I mean, it's just something that takes time, but it's something that absolutely once the momentum is going, you will see the shifts in your business. And the way I like to kind of equate it, I have just an analogy for this that I like to use a lot, but like publicity is like ice. And what I mean by that is, you know, ice freezes at, well, 32 degrees for us in the States, zero degrees for everybody else in the world. Um, and at that, that moment when that freezes, we see that. But before it freezes, all this stuff is happening under the surface that we don't see. And that is absolutely a lot of how publicity is. You're going to find yourself on all these different shows, all these different podcasts, and then suddenly, boom, that ice will solidify and you will become the expert in what it is that you do. People will have heard you multiple places. They will have seen a snippet that you did on someone else's um, social media, all these types of things, and you become the person. I can say with certainty that, like, for instance, I don't run ads in my business. That's just personally, that's not something I do. But I know that I am known as an expert in this field and it's because I guest on podcasts, I speak at events. Um, that's the way that that I get out there and get known. And that's absolutely what we see with our clients as well. Great. That's great. That's good to know. Six months. I need to get myself going then. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, that's the like thing is the pitching, the pitching takes a, takes a while too, right? Like, yeah, you're not necessarily going to start pitching and then have an interview happening right away. Like we're working with our client. Like, I don't know when you were pitched even for me, but we obviously had our pre, you know, we've talked before. It's been multiple months. Yeah. I was going to say it's been multiple months and that's common. That's very common. And so that's one thing I also like to caution people is don't also do this work around a launch. This should be work that you are doing regularly, consistently throughout the year. And then of course Mm. you have your funnel, your newsletters, et cetera, that would take people into a launch. Thank you. Yeah, that's really good to know. It's almost got its own slice of your calendar. Like it shouldn't mm-hmm. be part of something else. It should have its own sort of one, two. How long would you say an hour or two a month to pitch to maybe five or 10 shows and hopefully land two a month? Yeah. So I actually, how I pitch and what I recommend to people is one time a quarter, I spend a whole oh, okay. day. So that is what I, I think works really well. I essentially batch pitching. Um, and so yeah. one day a quarter, I'll block out that whole day. Can't have anything else going on that day because it takes the whole time. And the first couple hours are dedicated to research. I already have a pitch template. So mm-hmm. that's already ready to go. That's something that you should create first. Um, we have a training on that if that's something you're interested on. But essentially it is 
that way your pitch is 90% of the way done, right? Mm -hmm. You're just having to add in um, some research stuff to that. And that's what we do for our clients as well. So you're going to spend the first couple hours um, doing research. Uh, you may have already have some show names that you had kind of come across, but you're going to actually spend time, look at them on that day. And then I send 12 to 15 pitches um, with the goal of six of those becoming yeses. Um, and so that will get me through the next three months, right? Like on that two wow. time of two time a month average. And so I kind of do, I call it a pitch sprint. Um, and that's a way that I really recommend it for people. Look, you can pitch one time a month. You can pitch one time a week, but for most of us, pitching gets pushed aside over and over and over again, because we just, people just as entrepreneurs, we don't have the time to do it. Hey, that's why we have clients. That's why we have a business, you know, is people are, they try to do it themselves. And you certainly, some people do. But a lot of people will then will literally do my training. It's like they'll do a training and then they'll come to me like a couple months later and they'll be like, can you just do it? (laughs) And that's just like what that's the way it goes a lot of times because it does take a lot of time. And especially to be consistent, you really have to be blocking that time out in your schedule. It's not that it's undoable in any way, shape or form. It's just a matter of you sitting down to actually do it. Yeah, that fits in really well because I talk a lot on the show about batching and I've really started mm-hmm. to practice what I preach and mm-hmm. I all batch. I won't necessarily batch edit because it could be a bit too much, but definitely I will batch right. research. I will batch show notes. And so this mm-hmm. makes total sense. And I love the one day a quarter idea because already in my head, I was thinking, oh my God, do I have to do this weekly? Do I have to do this monthly? <laughs> That was already freaking yeah, me out yeah. in my head. Right. But one, one a, a totally. allocated period of time every mm-hmm. three months, that sounds totally doable. It's just making sure yep. you put it on your calendar and you do it. Like you said, nothing and else goes in. It. Yeah. Yep. No excuses. Nothing else goes Short in. of sickness. You yeah. just get well, it done. Sure. <laughs> if you're bleeding, you know, you can, you can maybe not work on that day, but I think yeah. that, that you, you need to do that. And then you also need to schedule, um, like a couple weeks later, schedule a couple mm. hours for follow-up. Um, yes. But that's also part of the reason that I love to do batching is it keeps your follow-up really clean. If you're yeah. pitching every week or you're pitching every month, look, like, look, we obviously are pitching every week because we're pitching on behalf of our clients based on, yeah. you know, their needs and X, Y, Z, but this is our job. But for just the the average entrepreneur, set aside that literally two hours, maybe like two Mm -hmm. weeks later and be doing that follow-up. It's not going to take a whole other day or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. I would say follow-up is where about half of our bookings come through. So it's very, very Mm -hmm. important. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was some amazing gems, amazing gems. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.